When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters. The hockey moms and hockey dads and everything else that makes this house of hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 154. I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And we we are in the Stanley Cup final. It's happening. We had to wait. They gave us four off days. What the heck were we supposed to do? But I do have to say that I am just so happy that TNT has the Stanley Cup final this year. It is so much more fun to watch. The intermission reports and the overall game coverage is just so much better. I'm so happy. Um, Gary Batman was on the intermission and I just saw a clip of it. (laughs) Yeah was like, thank you guys. You make this so entertaining. This is like, you make this intermission and the game and just wonderful for the fans. And uh, Biz was like, oh, that means we're all getting raises. And Gary was like, except for you, Biz, you've got a little too far. So I'm definitely never getting hired by the league in any capacity or ESPN. But either way, um, Gary agrees with me. So do the rest of the fans. Everybody knows that TNT does it better. Yeah, I saw so many people, like so many tweets and like headlines where it was like, it was the last game that was played. I don't even remember what it what it was, but they're like, thank God, no more ESPN. <laughs> Seriously. It's pretty funny. Uh, well, I was doing our research for the show today and I was reading, I always check ESPN. I check you know, uh, the Canada sports net, I check, um, NHL.com just to see like other content that's going on and, and what's happening. And the article I read recapping the game on ESPN only highlighted Vegas. So like granted Vegas won game one of the Stanley cup final, but like Florida had a lot of positives too. They held the game tied two to two for most of the game. And Every there wasn't a single positive comment about the Panthers. And I'm like, where is the journalism here? Like, where is the two-sided <laughs> approach to come like reporting on the game? I mean, obviously Florida lost, so they didn't do everything right, but like 
yeah. where are, are like the context of of like okay here's what they did bad and here's what they could do better like there was nothing in there it was just like what happened but there was no context and it drives me crazy it drives me crazy yeah well even when the the knights moved on from the stars every single notification i was getting on my phone was just all about vegas yeah and i was like what is how like why every but every headline that was coming through on my phone was vegas does it again the first time this has ever happened blah blah, blah. and i'm just like dude shut up about vegas at this point first of all i was already bitter so we all know how i feel about this but it was just yeah i don't know one-sided it's very because they should have highlighted what dallas did too like dallas did great they they put up a fight they came back from a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have even come back from by the way that they were playing but yeah espn man all the the, like the first four articles are like all about vegas and how great they are and 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 yeah they they played a really great game they for sure ended up in the third period really dominating the panthers who kind of lost whatever it was their mojo a kachuk turnover you can't blame one kachuk turnover for the turning point of the game so you know there's a lot of things happening it's only game one but where is the other side of it right which is what i think tnt does better on the broadcast where they'll be like okay so if they're down let's say florida's down four two well they're going to be saying things like okay well here's what the panthers need to do to improve or here's what they're not doing right you know like to give the context of to the fans of like what's going on anyway vegas is up and if they win the stanley cup they will get lifetime lap dances at a strip club in Las Vegas. And I think that is hilarious and so on brand and I'm here for it. And like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go do that? Like, why wouldn't you take the cup and like go to the strip club? That's one of those stories that we'll never hear. Right. Like you have to get like an insider's report of like the whole team getting lap dances. Like, could you just imagine? I could just see that picture so clear. <laughs> it's just so weird. What about the cup getting a lap dance? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's... I don't know, man. That's just. <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny. That is funny. That is it's, funny. It's good stuff. But game two has not happened yet since we're recording. That will be happening on Monday night. All the games are on at 8 o'clock Eastern for the rest of the Stanley Cup final. And we've got some exciting hockey to watch and happen. I think Florida is going to recover to a degree. I think they're going to learn from their mistakes and definitely match better a little bit for three full periods moving into the game two. But Mm -hmm. the way Vegas came out blazing, man, with, I mean, Florida did too. They had, see, I better make sure I cover my, cover my coverage here. Florida did too. They did. Um, But Vegas just had a little something extra in them of, of their D, their grit. They're wanting to kind of. Yeah. Really push it over Take in mind too, uh, the Panthers had more off days, more, or I don't off days give or take recovery days 
space in between games where Vegas, you know, stills, you know, kind of been warmed up and they kind of just jumped right into it. So I think that I really do think that the Panthers will fight back, like you just said. So we'll see how they learn from their uh, (laughs) mistakes and how I think that they're going to get more physical. Mm hmm. I feel like you have to be physical versus Vegas. And I think that's where they're probably going to need to up their game. What do you think? I think so. I think so. They're going to have to really push themselves. And I think Mm -hmm. Vegas knows what that is, having been in the playoffs before. And yeah, I mean they're a band of misfits right and especially since the team started they've got that core group of guys those six Mm -hmm. they call them the misfits or whatever and so they're really motivated and driven to prove people wrong of why they are really talented so they've got that uh, like underlying thing that's driving them florida's got the underdog energy like they're the Mm -hmm. underdog drive but they don't have that experience in this type of situation to know what it takes to really um push into that like fifth gear when you need to when it counts so we'll see if they they, can find it when they won the president's trophy that one year they didn't make it past what the second round i don't recall but yeah they haven't had like a super deep run so but i do think that they I mean, we said it all along, like, it's the chemistry. If you have the chemistry, you guys could do it. And they clearly have that, and they clearly want it. And all of the videos that I've seen of people talking to, like, the players or uh, just any of the interviews, like, you could tell that they seem relaxed and that they believe in each other. And I think that's very important uh, when you're playing like this. And Vegas, obviously, is the same way. I think that they have a little fire under their butt. I mean, the home team advantage, right? Yeah. I think that they had a little bit of home team advantage last night, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but I still, uh, there's a lot of hockey still. There is a lot of hockey still. On a sort of sad note, in the unofficial mascot for the Vegas Golden Knights, Bark Andre Fleury has passed away. He is a dog that was named after Mark Andre Fleury and has done so much for the Vegas community. Um, he goes around to hospitals and is a it's not a service dog, but a, a like a support animal, right? Um, but he unfortunately passed away and it's so sad that it happens to be when the team is of course in the finals. So maybe they've got a little bit of, um, bark energy, uh, from up above on their side, giving them a little push. So, um, there's that as well, but we need to talk about some firings and hirings. I don't yes. know how I'm supposed to transition from that, but uh, I just just trying not to. I know. Cry. Way to, way to be death. sad about this. Why did you even say that? Well, I was trying <laughs> to make it like a positive that, like, he's gonna okay, be ESPN watching them from up positive above about Vegas all over again. <laughs> Listen, I don't have beef with Vegas. Everybody else does. I don't have beef hey. with Vegas. 
if all else fails, you're not going to get hired by the NHL or the Chicago Blackhawks, but you can get hired by ESPN. <laughs> ESPN is going to hire me? Yeah, based on how positive you are about Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> okay, let's hope that they only listen to this episode. Yeah. God, that article is still pissing me off. It's like, where's the journal? Like, where did you go to journalism school? Oh, you didn't? It was a staff writer who just like threw shit together in the middle of the night and posted it. And nobody looked at it. Like your ESPN. See, don't get me started. It's like, it's so bad. Okay. Let's go into some hirings and firings. And then we're going to end on some positive notes with some, some winning, some winning things coming down the pipe. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Pittsburgh Penguins hired yes. Kyle Dubas is the president of hockey ops. Uh, we all know Dubas was, was previously working for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We know that that exit didn't go as planned or as nicely as publicly stated. And Mike Sullivan, the coach for the Penguins is behind Dubas's uh, two pronged approach that he is saying that he wants to build to building the Pittsburgh Penguins, not rebuilding, but he wants to build around the core of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang to immediately compete for the Stanley Cup. Now, let me remind you, those three are 36, 37, and 36, or about to be. Okay, so don't come at me. That's really old in hockey years. Well, it looks like they're doing one last run for the yes. Stanley Cup next season, which is sad. So yes. again, sad note. Uh, but <laughs> you were the one bringing able- it down, man. <laughs> but what Kyle was able to do by bringing in Ryan O'Reilly mm-hmm. and he brought in uh he brought in a I'm like drawing a blank on who he brought in last this past season but he was able to build a solid team and like what he did was great it was the the players just let him down when it came to the playoffs like let's be real so you can't blame him what he was able to do was incredible and if he's able to do it again for the penguins the penguins i mean based off playoff experience with those four guys like they got it they got it i mean the penguins could win the cup if the right moves are made right i mean if they want to do an immediate thing like yes if he can bring in the core people that he needs or the the right puzzle pieces to that core they got a solid chance i mean they they almost had a wild card spot this past season so it's not impossible it's not impossible. I am I think just, it's a good hire. I think Dubas is a lot You're of old. pressure. Well, look, I have yeah, to but, say okay, that. There's no more like, pressure in the NHL than it is pressure in Toronto. Let's be real. I, I, I don't know that everybody would say that his tenure in Toronto was a success. No, but there's so much pressure in Toronto True. to do well. Like, he has faced so much pressure in Toronto that, like, going to Pittsburgh, like, I feel like it's almost like a weight off of his shoulders where okay. there's not so much of, like, a spotlight on him to, like, do the thing, like, do everything right, right? 
I would, I don't, I, I don't agree. I think there's just as much pressure in Pittsburgh with that core, with the legendary yeah. Sidney Crosby in his yeah. final year of prime to win a Stanley cup. And then you f- don't do it. And if you can't do it with that core in Toronto and you can't, you can't do it with the young guys and you can't do it with the old guys, then like, yeah. And I know that sounds bad. I don't mean to be like ageist and discriminatory <laughs> there, but like we're talking facts here. Like just, I, I think there's even more pressure to do it there. Yeah. Cause like, I'm just thinking like you're in Toronto, the hockey mecca of the world, right? You yeah. have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner and William Nylander, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Mostly they haven't won the cup since what, like 19, 19- 12 long time I'm just gonna 1912 I know it's not 1912 everybody and I mean that's I mean the media in Toronto alone has always been 10 times crazier than anywhere else right so I mean yeah I see your point the the last year potentially for Sidney Crosby to win a Stanley Cup and you're getting hired to to do it to make it happen a lot of pressure but he has already won a few Stanley Cups yeah He's got a great run um, and it it's like a they have a better opportunity hiring him on now for next season than they do or than they have had this past season or without him moving into the next season. So I think it's a win win situation. Yeah. It's not a bad move. It's just a big, tough move for Dubas to really deliver. But I, and I will give him this though, that that core in Pittsburgh, I think because of their experience and age, they're going to be more flexible and able to adapt to Mm -hmm. bringing in new guys. I think that is not going to be a deterrent for them. I think Mm -hmm that is not something that the Toronto core uh, is good at is adjusting to the new people and being able to have that team super duper team mindset like Crosby has. So if anybody like if that's the right team to, to try to really do that with, but what we'll be keeping an eye on the off season <laughs> trades and free agent market and see, I mean, he could bring Matthews there. Matthews could be like, forget it, Toronto, even though Toronto, like, he's like, I want to stay here. And Toronto's goal is to keep, keep Matthews there. Like you bring Austin Matthews to the penguins. Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. He's still recovering from uh surgery on, on his hip. He's out four to six months, so he'd miss the start of the season. Do you gamble on that? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what I mean, Kyle does. If Kane can play that way that he did in the playoffs and this whole season with the amount of pain that he was likely in, if he's healthy, he can. he's got it. So, I mean, I don't really yeah. think that's a question of his health, but Kane's also in his 30s, so. Yeah. Hey, that, di- that could be a good story for uh for ESPN team full of guys in their mid 30s win the Stanley Cup. Right. That's what they would yeah. write. Yeah. That's probably what they would write. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by 
Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. The Preds finally fired their coach, John Haynes, after a horrendous, horrendous time together. Uh, And they pick up Andrew Brunette as their new head coach. So Brunette was the very first player to score a goal for the Preds in their inaugural season on October 13th, 1998, where he was coached by now GM of the National Predators, Barry Trotz. What a full circle moment. And I think the Preds are in great hands with both of their GM and their head coach. How do you feel about that? You probably don't feel very much about it, but (laughs) I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. It's a good, uh, it's a confident, I would feel confident as a Predators fan. Yeah. Knowing that Trotz is at the helm, that he's not Mm -hmm. behind the bench because everybody has an opinion about his coaching style. How much is that going to trickle down into Burnett and the decisions that they make about the players and how they play their game? That's going to be interesting to see if if Barry is going to take a little bit of a step back and let Burnett sort of run the game he wants to run, or is it going to be a trots game and that's the way that they're going to go after players? So I think uh, there's it'll be interesting to see what what they do who they bring, yeah. how they change up their play, and if that makes a difference. Yeah. I just feel like it's such like a Southern thing to do. Like, bring them on home. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't know. I just feel like it's like a family affair. And they like they were able to, like, gather everybody back that, like, kind of put Nashville, mm-hmm. like, on the map, maybe, if that totally. makes sense. Um, I'm excited. I feel like it's going to be a, a good thing. And they did uh coach went and did uh like a press conference and you saw him like hugging and like high-fiving a bunch of fans and like being with like all the little kids and like smiling and it just looked like a good time so I feel like it's gonna be good yeah it's 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 a good good. future for the team it might be a little rocky here in the next couple seasons but but it's gonna be better than what John Haynes did let's be real I, I agree. I agree. Okay, but I do want to talk about Matt Duchesne here for a second. Yeah. Matt Duchesne posted a family picture when he was on a family vacation. And his it's the first time his finger injury has been visible. 
So it looks like he's still recovering. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, Duchesne was hit by a friendly fire shot by defenseman Dante Fabro, Fabro, not Fabro, Fabro, on March 6th versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it hit his ring finger. Now, there was something that came out. He had said that he felt it, and when he took off his glove, he saw the tip of his finger still in his glove. Immediately skated off, right? So I was doing some research on this. I was like, dang, like, what's still going on with his finger? Because it looks like his pinky finger is messed up, Mm -hmm. and it looks like his ring finger are messed up. Like, the nails are, like, black, and, like, the one tip of his finger is black. And he's like, oh, gosh, like, guys, I've been waiting for a picture of his finger. You have no idea. So I found this little report on him and it said that he has had two surgeries to repair his finger, but the doctors couldn't reattach the tip. Instead, they reattached the nail and inserted a pin to help two broken bones heal properly. And Duchesne quoted, I've had a lot of injuries in my career and a lot of them are kind of painful. I broke my leg pretty pretty bad and had probably over 100 stitches in my face, all that kinds of stuff. That's when you kind of sign up for it. But losing part of your body isn't one of them. So it's mentally a little tough. There was another part where he said that he didn't really realize what happened to his finger. So I don't know which article to really believe. But he says that when he took his finger or took his hand out of his glove, he thought that his finger was just crushed. And so when he was sitting there talking to the doctor, the doctor had said, where's your glove? And he goes, why do you think my finger's in there? And they kind of kept it from him. Mm. So that's a little crazy, but uh, his finger is in full force. I mean, but they did, the doctor said that he is uh, healing positively and he should have no problem playing fully come June. Uh, We're currently in June, so it's probably good. But like when I saw that picture and when I'm like reading this article, my finger started hurting for him. Like (laughs) I couldn't imagine having to like, like I had have PTSD putting my hand back into a glove at this point. Um, and I'm sure it's still like tender and sore, but you know, I mean, I don't know how much of that finger he, he lost. It does look like it's probably the same size of his pinky. So like, if I like compare my ring finger to my pinky, I guess that's a pretty big chunk. (laughs) It's not that much, but it doesn't look that bad. It could maybe still be a little swollen. You know, it. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture and I'm listening to you. It does look like he lost the tips of both of those fingers, the ring finger does, and the pinky, right? and that they put the nail back on to make it look more <clears throat> normal or whatever. But as long as he can feel, that's the yeah. most important thing. Like as long as the nerves are not damaged, you can right. still use that hand and, yeah. and it's in a glove. So it's, it's okay. And I fully yeah. understand the team's decision not to tell him that his finger was like detached in in his glove because when you're in a like traumatic like if that's a like a must operate immediately situation that is not a like wait and so to not freak him out and have him like go into a state of panic you right. would want yeah. him to just be kind of calm and like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. They're pretty bad. It's busted, but we're going to get you right into surgery. And, you know, you just like do what you can. I mean, that's what doctors do. They don't tell you that, that you know, oh, by the way, yeah. uh, the two tips of your fingers are still in your glove and you're like, <laughs> you know, you don't want to send somebody yeah. into a, like that kind of state. Um, it's not good for the body or the mind or healing, but 
No. That's yeah, pretty headline, wild. The original headline that I had clicked on, it said, Matt Duchesne injury, quote, I wasn't sure if it was career threatening. Um, and right. later in this, it did, you mentioned um, tendons? Nerves. Tendons, is that what you said? Nerves. Um, it said that the nerves were not uh, damaged at all. So he's, right. he'll be fine. It's just, he just lost the tip of his finger and they were not able to reattach it. Yeah. So, and then when he's skating off the ice, if anybody's still interested in this story, when he's skating off the ice, if you look at the picture where he's holding his hand up like this, you only see his ring finger bloody. The pinky does not look bloody at all. Nothing looks like it's going on with the pinky. So, um, do just, what you will with this information. <laughs> yeah. And just to clarify, he got hit with a puck, right? He got hit with the puck. Yeah. Uh, he was standing in front of the net and, uh, yeah, Fabro. Fabro's got a hard shot, so he he hit. He tried shooting, and uh, Matt was in the way, and it just hit his finger. He wasn't blocking it. It, it said that he was just struck uh, by the Crazy. puck. So friendly fire, and he's. I mean, he immediately skated off the ice. So you said friendly fire, and I was like, oh, did they go like off range hunting and shooting, and he got his <laughs> finger shot off? That's why I asked. That was from the puck, right? Because I'm like, she said it was on in the game but she said friendly fire now i'm confused yeah. so okay i don't know i just like saying that i guess no it's great um yeah. i'm glad he's okay and Me i think it, it'll take a little time to figure out how to hold the stick a little bit but our bodies adjust and i don't yeah i think it's it's gonna be okay but also yeah. oh wait what that's his left hand that's the guitar hand doesn't he play guitar he does. Or does he just remember? Sing? I remember when we said that when he first got injured, I was like, he's a guitar player. I wonder how that's going to affect him. However, if I mean it'll he probably can just make it make it do. It'll is just he right handed or is he left handed? I don't know. I think he's right handed. He, he does sing though, so At maybe he'll learn to play like one of those uh he'll play like the guitar like laying on his lap, because that would be really cool. Yeah. At yeah. least he's got an alternate career if that whole hockey thing doesn't work I out. I know. I was just so excited to talk about this because I've been so invested in this guy's injury since March 26th. And I just and he just went on family vacation last week where he was in full full view, but he was fishing. So he he's got he's got movement. I'm happy for him. Good. I love Matthew Shane. That's good. I love yes. that you are so committed to this injury. This is so random. And I do have to say that we don't get enough coverage of this kind of stuff for yeah. obvious reasons, of course. Right. They don't like sharing what actually happened or what kind of surgeries they had because yeah. it just gives players ammo to try to hit them on that hand or hit Kane on the right hip or whatever. So I get it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's that's what's going on talk about your boy Connor Bedard hopefully he'll be my boy I'm still just like every time I read a Connor Bedard story my glass goes half empty because I'm like I just don't know what the Blackhawks are gonna do and if they screw this up I I'm gonna be devastated so it should be half full because you have an opportunity and you should be hopeful for your team that you've been so down in the dumps of that's really glass hard to do when your glass, glass is half, half empty. <laughs> no, it's got to be half full. You've got to put that positive energy in the world. Come on. All right. All right. All right. My, I, I just don't want to jinx it. Okay. Connor Bedard 
the projected. No one's a jinx but me in this room. Let's be real. <laughs> this is this is true. This is true. Your history of that is proven. Yeah, this is proven. He, he is the projected number one pick in the 2023 Upper Deck NHL Draft, and he became the first player to win all three major trophies of the Canadian Hockey League awards, top prospect, top scorer, and the David Branch Player of the Year. This is because they didn't offer that last award before. That's something new. Um, mm-hmm. but Connor McDavid won Top Prospect Player of the Year and Scholastic Player of the Year awards in 2015. So Connor Bedard is the first player since like Connor McDavid to win all of those awards and and to play. And like the offseason training Bedard does, like or whatever his training routine. There's like a fan page and they like post his workouts. Dude is like hyper committed super fit almost um mckinnon like in his sort of demeanor and dedication and also a little connor mcdavid like with just sort of a a straight Mm -hmm. face not really showing any personality which is fine i just want to see how he does with the team aspect is he turning into this like ultimate mcdavid kind of guy or can he be the like patrick kane Sidney crosby kind of guy who can be elite but be able to find a groove with the team i mean maybe not okay let me say more of like the Sidney crosby not patrick kane more of the Sidney crosby like um I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna. I want to see what he can do. I'm I excited. I feel like you. You did it. You said it right the the first time. Really? I think he's gonna be a a hybrid between Bedard or sorry, uh, McKinnon and McDavid. Okay, not Crosby. Okay. okay. Me personally. Yeah, you can disagree. Yeah. Well, we've done that twice this episode, <laughs> so I had to. Oh my god. We, we disagree on a ton of stuff. Are you kidding? Oh. You're. F- I'm frozen. You're, you're frozen. Hold on. And probably like. Okay, no, you're back. I was probably yeah. like. We disagreed on the pressure of Toronto versus Pittsburgh. And now we're disagreeing on Edmonton versus Pittsburgh. McDavid versus Sydney. Um, we disagree on Vegas. We do. I, we I like Vegas. You don't. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes this good. Yeah. What? How boring no, if but we agreed I, on everything. But I can see him having like that Crosby, Crosby vibe. But based off of like his personality on what he's projected yeah. and like you said, his workout routine, like he's definitely got like the McDavid personality, but the McKinnon work ethic. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm going. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame that we can't compare him to any of the other players because there's so many players who have the work ethic of mckinnon we just don't know about them they don't get talked about they don't get featured espn sure Mm -hmm. shit isn't featuring them they're not talking to a fourth liner on the the freaking ryan o'reilly is is one of those guys i mean we've heard stories on him and we've we've seen you know his kind of workout routine so uh, yeah i mean i would love to know what these guys are doing in the off season and not because i need proof that they're doing something it's just it's cool to see you know yeah 
I want to know what their commitment is. I want to know how they approach the game and the off season and their training and their diet and exercise and how that affects Mm -hmm. their play and why they choose those things. It's not because, yeah, we need more of that. Anyway, we do. We need a lot more, a more, a lot of things. That's not English either, but Have you shopped at Pure Hockey? They are America's largest hockey retailer with dozens of stores and the option to shop online. If you or any of your kids play hockey, Pure Hockey is the place to find just about all of your equipment, skates, sticks, gear, bags, jerseys, and accessories. Plus, Pure Hockey is one of our affiliate partners. Next time you break your hockey stick or your kid grows out of his skates, why not check out purehockey.com? While you are looking for hockey equipment, you can also browse around for merchandise from your favorite NHL team, you know who Breezy's and mine are, and make gift giving even easier for your hockey-loving friends and family. And do us a favor, use our special link for purehockey.com when you browse the site and make a purchase because we'll receive a small commission, which helps me and Breezy create this podcast. Head to the episode's show notes for the special direct link to shop at purehockey.com. Exciting news for your girl Hillary Knight. Hillary Knight. Whoop whoop. She is obviously a US hockey legend and is the first ever recipient of the International Ice Hockey Federation's Female Player of the Year Award. She has led the U.S. women's national team to a gold medal this year in the IIHF champion women's championship. Um, she led all players with eight goals. She has scored three goals in the championship game against Canada, including the game winner this year. And she's a legend. She's a goddamn legend. And she deserves she this award. <laughs> and she does crazy workouts. Because she shows you everything that she does. She shows you her commitment and it, it like, she's an inspiration to so many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, if we were to see more of that and then now you see her get rewarded for the work in a a very unrewarding situation for women's hockey, first and foremost, like, it's so good to see. And I love following her on Instagram, just based to see like her adventures, everything that she's doing. They post when they're playing. You see her, her workouts. You see her dog. You see her doing everything. Yeah. You see She's her a personal life. You yeah. see her traveling to see her girlfriend play overseas somewhere. And like, yeah. you and see And they work that. out together. Like you see the, the different sports like competing against each other. And it's so cool. It is. She's a legend. And she, and she liked my Instagram post. Yes, she did. <laughs> she knows who Breezy is. I think that's she's a really good model of promoting like sharing the right amount of content like the right amount of her life with a with us that I don't think crosses any boundaries of like super personal intimate kind of moments I think it's the right amount and it lets you know what kind of person she is uh-huh. At, at least more than we get from any of the NHL guys, but it's right. we're not getting the extremes of it either. I feel like it's the yeah. perfect balance. And I mean, some of the guys do. It's like some of yeah. the guys share certain things, but 
it's usually their wives and we still don't get to really like see the guys because they're right. not it's not about them on the wife's account which is i get it and a lot of the wives are private yes yeah, As, oh, yeah. i don't blame them yeah i can't I even imagine <laughs> some of the stuff they probably get uh trash talked on their social media that's not even about what they're talking about but yeah um, yeah kudos to hillary round of applause also we have to applaud her for like coming out because it is pride month it's june and she went on um another podcast to talk about her experience and uh why she did that so if you want to take a listen to that i don't want to misrepresent her words or say them out of context but happy pride month get your pride tape get your pride book uh bring it bring it bring it bring it bring it on home john b bring it you know it's you know what that's from no dang it Outer Banks, come on. What? No. Outer Banks. Banks. You got to watch Outer Banks. Our girl, Kelsey Bellarini, is dating. I know. The John B. I don't know how long that relationship's going to last, but it's fun to watch. It it is fun to watch. (laughs) I I just love when she, like, changes the words in her songs. And then it's like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Bring it on home, John B. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So, because she brought him to like her hometown, and like they went to like her old high school or whatnot, and it's like mm. them walking on the field. She's like, "Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it!" That's <laughs> funny. Uh, They're cute. People, it's... Are, people are so funny. I just love laughing at people, like with people, not at people. I'm not mean. No, you're not mean. <laughs> you are the farthest thing from mean. Why? Thank you. Uh, my chainsaw experience was wonderful. I documented it on my at Lady on TV account. It was a success. I love a chance. And the Aunt Tony content was fire. Good. I got a new one coming this week. I can't overload us. I gotta, you know, I gotta ease it in here. I'm gonna show my first time using a jigsaw video. That's coming out. Wow. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what I got going. Nice. What about you? Um, I'm working working mm-hmm. a lot i got a new job um i can't say much about my job but <laughs> i got a new job i i I've told ray about it it's not with I, the league or anything it's just like no. a, a security type of position that she private, can't disclose yeah, private, which i have something what do I you call it you private what private uh, I'm undercover i'm undercover okay yeah that's all i can say uh so that's been fun our house is almost done so we're we're moving in in like 20 days or something like that um which is cool um i don't really have any other information (laughs) i'm trying to think i'm trying to pull something out of here real quick to see if i have anything interesting to say no that's it that's good that's what we're doing yeah here we go baby it's the week of the year we we all wait for stanley cup final and hopefully we have some great information to get this week to share with you next week. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.